0: Today's episode of the Spring Hills Podcast, we're going to be talking about parenting. More specifically, we're going to be talking about what it's like to be the parents of teenagers. So Pastor John Barrett and his wife Sherry joined me today in the green room to talk about their experiences as parents of teenagers. But before we get to that, I want to talk to you about a couple other things. We do have small group signups open now, so you can sign up for small groups. I have a small group this semester. Uh, My wife and I are going to be leading one where we watch and discuss uh, the TV show The Chosen. So we're going to watch an episode each week and then we'll discuss the show. Um, it's really a great show. If you do listen to the podcast regularly, you know that a couple weeks ago I interviewed Justin Overlander, who is the associate producer of The Chosen, just to find out more about the show. Um, and it was I was a really fun interview uh, to get to know him and, and find out more about it, which made me even more excited about this small group. So we'll be meeting on Thursday nights in the auditorium uh, and we'll watch it on the big screens in there, just like a movie theater. So it'll be really cool. Uh, but we'll be meeting Thursday night. So sign up for that group if you are interested in it, but there are lots of other groups to sign up for. Also, during the small group semester, we have something new going on called Spring Hills Core, where Pastor Brett is going to be teaching classes. And before we get to John and Sherry here, I brought Brett into the green room just to share very briefly about Spring Hills Core. Um, So I'm going to play that for you real quick, and then we'll get to the discussion with... John and Sherry Barrett about being parents of teenagers. We've got small groups coming up soon, and along with the small group timeline, we're doing something new. Uh, very special, right, Brett?
1: Yeah, I'm r- really excited about so, this. We,
0: uh, Yeah, as you can see, I've got Brett here with me today. We're going to talk about, I think, Spring Hill's core, and this is going to be something you're going to be teaching. It's going to run along the same timeline as small groups um, which the sign-ups will also run along the same timeline as small groups, um, even though it'll be separate from the catalog. But let's talk about Spring Hills Core. What is it? Um, what can people expect with it? What are they signing up for?
1: Yeah, so it is different than uh, signing up for a small group. So uh, Core is going to be our um, – way to help people understand the fundamentals, the foundational truths of the Christian faith. And uh, so it'll cover things like the Bible. What do we believe about the Bible? Well, the Bible is the inspired Word of God. And where does it say that? And what does that mean? And so uh, we'll talk about the Bible, which is really the textbook of our faith, And then from there, we'll talk about who is God as revealed in the Scripture. Everything's going to come back to the revelation of Scripture, the truth that is found in Scripture. So who is God? Uh, What's our purpose in the world? What's gone wrong with the world? Who is man made in the image of God as revealed in Scripture? On and on. So the idea will be if you go through CORE, right now there'll be uh, nine different courses offered Uh, each three weeks. So it's a 27 week program. If you go through core, you will have a strong foundation in the faith. You'll understand what the faith is, what Christianity is. And uh, hopefully the foundation of your own personal life in the truth will be stronger having gone through it. That's the goal.
0: So if I sign up for CORE, what am I going to expect as far as, uh, so it is going to run along the timeline of the small groups, right? You said 27 weeks, but it's not 27 straight weeks uh, because it's going to be broken up with the the small group semesters. So when I sign up, I'm signing up for a class. It's a lecture, right?
1: Yeah, it'll be more of a class type setting uh, in the coming up now, beginning in February, we'll have, uh, we'll offer four different courses that are three weeks each, so it'll be 12 weeks if you take all four of the courses. And then we'll have a course in the summer and then another four in the fall. So, yeah, you, um, I know for sure we'll be talking about the Bible's inspiration and its inerrancy and things like that in one of the courses this coming February. We'll also talk about the attributes of God, the nature of God, Trinitarianism, uh, the deity of Christ, things like that, foundational uh, things. So if you're ready to dig in, go I mean, way if deeper. Yeah. If you're ready to really sort of, um, you know, go to a place where you can really define what you believe um, based on scripture, then core is for you.
0: Yeah. On the weekends, you only, we're only hearing you for 30 minutes in the sermon, uh, the sermon portion of the service. So this is an opportunity to hear a lot more about what's going on. I mean, your small groups are always uh, a big hit. People always sign up for your small groups and stuff. So this is just a way to go even deeper, um, have a bigger... I mean, you've got quite an education with uh, within your degrees, right?
1: Yeah, I went to uh, Dallas Seminary in uh, so Dallas, Texas. So we can you. <laughs> I hope so. And, <laughs> and then the Talbot Seminary for a postgraduate degree also. But that doesn't make you a master of theology by any means. Right, right. Uh, and there will be time for questions and, you know, all that kind of thing. So anyway, I, I'm stoked. This is... Uh, this is a I, dream for you, right? It is a dream for me. I really would love, um, and Lord willing, it'll happen to really establish a great uh, curriculum program that'll help people to um, become sound in their doctrine, mm-hmm. sound in the truth, and sound in their faith.
0: Awesome. Cool. So you can sign up for this starting this weekend, Spring Hills Core. Um If you want to find out more about it, you can. there's a lot of ways you can find out about it. You go to spring, springhills.org. To find out more about it and uh we will have all that information there for you sign up this weekend it'll go right along small groups which starts i think the first class you'll have is february 9th which is the tuesday that we start small groups thanks brett for sharing a little bit if you have questions about it reach out we'll give you more information about it john you brought a special guest with you do you want to introduce her
2: i did i brought my better half my lovely bride sherry rose barrett
0: so sherry is here you can you can say hi Hi. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so Sherry's here, it's first time on the podcast. And the reason I've asked the Barretts to come in is because I wanted to talk to them about parenting, specifically parenting teenagers. And you have more than just teenagers. Um, and we'll get to that in just a few minutes here. Now, John, you do know as the uh, director of Jam Pack. Is that your title? Director. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Director of Jam Pack. Uh, he also is involved in the Stephen ministry in... Um, Running that with Garrett Ward and Steve Fiano, right? Uh, Which also, there's a... Actually, you've been on this a lot, huh? Yeah. Because I'm just thinking like... I was thinking like, yeah, you did some of the sermon recaps. Oh, we've done quite a few. But you did... I did the interview with you. We did the Stephen ministry. Um, What else have you done?
2: Uh, You interviewed me, several sermon recaps, uh, Stephen ministry... Um we did a couple things for next gen. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah. No yeah, yeah next gen, like yeah. adventure week and stuff like that yep. too. So and then also I've got you scheduled right now for like four of them, right? Yeah, so, we're looking forward to it. It's gonna um, be fun. You're gonna hear a lot from John Barrett over the next few weeks here. Uh, all different topics too. So today we are gonna talk about parenting specifically parenting teenagers. Now, I do not have teenagers, but I once was a teenager. So uh, my input will be more from that point of view. Um, and I've just now thought we probably should have brought one of your boys in here. That would have been fun.
3: Uh, no, <laughs> we'll leave them at home. <laughs> All right. So and actually, <laughs> one of your boys, we're getting too. on the
0: podcast soon. Yeah. Uh, who? Uh, Joey, he's going to come in there and talk about Jam Pack, yep.
3: Oh, that's awesome. Um, which will
0: be really cool. So uh, let's start this off, though. Sherry, you're new to the podcast. So let's let people get to know you a little bit. Uh, share a little bit about your where you're from. Um, John has shared how you met and all of that on the podcast before, but you can, you can dive into that a little bit too, if people haven't heard it. So where you're from, uh, just how you got into this area. If you're from this area, where you went to high school, things like that. Anything about yourself?
3: I was actually born in Portland, Oregon. So I've been up and down the West coast. My mom, um, with her second husband kind of moved us up and down from Washington, Oregon to California. So I've been up and down all different areas, but we moved to this, the Bay area when I was 12. And landed in Santa Fe, and then into Roanoke Park in Santa Rosa. So I've been in the Bay Area since I was 12. You have siblings? I have a sister in Dillon Beach. I have another sister in Washington State. Um, gosh, my sister and I, the one that's in Dillon, we're only like 18 months apart. Oh, okay. And then my older sister is six months older than her. So that's Oh, you a guys whole, are really close. That's a whole other story.
0: So, but you guys, so two years between the three of you. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah,
3: and well, my oldest one that's in Washington, I didn't meet her until I was in my twenties, just before okay. John and I got married. Oh, so that's a whole nother. Oh podcast. sure, yeah. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: There, yeah, sounds like it could be a good story. Um, okay, let's let's hear about your your kids, your family uh, together. You guys have been married how long?
3: Since 1991, 22 years.
0: Uh, you you concur? I concur.
2: Nineteen ninety nine.
0: Caitlin and I do this, but it's not out of like forgetting yeah. the the date. It's forgetting what date we're on now. Yeah. So like, wait, what is the date now? Because we both, know, our anniversary, we both are like, yeah, we both know that. We know when we got married. It's, what day is it now? Because we forget how old we are now yeah. too. So, um, But okay, you've been married for uh, 22 years. Let's talk about your kids. You have four of them.
3: Joey, our oldest is 17. We had him at 29 after two and a half years of fertility treatment. Jordan is 15, and then we have the twins that are 11.
0: And you have a story, John. You've shared this with me, but you have a very um, uh, a really cool story about the twins when you guys found out you were having the twins, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And John, you shared the story last yeah. time, but let's let's. Do you mind sharing Sherry from your perspective of that story?
3: Oh no, not at all. Um, we'd gone for our ultrasound appointment, and everyone went the two younger boy or the two older boys, and then John and I because we were going to go have a little family outing afterwards. And John's doing something with one of the kids and the doctor's already holding the ultrasound on my tummy and Joey's right there with me and he looked at the monitor and he's all God gave us back our babies. So I Because you a, had
0: lost a baby prior to Joey, correct? I lost two. Two.
3: I had two mm-hmm. miscarriages and so when he said that, I kind of looked and John looked and yeah, it was a bit of a shock.
0: And what yeah, what was your feeling when you found out you're having twins?
3: Well, it was funny because where I was working at the time, they kept telling me I was having twins and mm-hmm. I was like, no, you guys are crazy. I'm not having twins. Like it's just my third pregnancy, Right. but they were correct. So it was a little bit of a shell shock, but it's exciting at the same time. Cause I do have twins in my family as does John. Yeah. So it's not like it's wasn't a possibility, but I didn't have them until I was 35. So I guess that increases your opportunity as well.
0: So you've got the four kids and, and tell me how old they are again.
3: 17, 15, and 11.
0: And 11 is the twins, right? Yeah, so, Justin and Jillian. Great. So you've almost got four teenagers, almost. Mm-hmm. Not quite. You're not well, too far off.
3: I would say Justin is our little boy. Jillian is our preteen yeah. drama oh, okay. teenager girl. Oh, yeah. Justin's the easiest right now compared to all of them. Yeah. He's just, he's still the little guy.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk specifically about the teens, mostly, just because um, a lot of people are parents of teenagers. Surprisingly, yeah. you know, there's a lot of them around there. But today, I've I've been wanting to talk about this because it's a very odd time for teenagers right now, which means it's an odd time for the parents of the teenagers right now because this is something this is this is uncharted territory with COVID and the way uh, school has been going. And there's, I mean, it's just all kinds of weird things, right? So uh, the kids are experiencing challenges that maybe they weren't ready for. And a lot of times I know that it's, especially with, uh, with some of my friends that I've talked to, uh, they've said, I don't know how I have no idea what I'm doing with this because I didn't experience anything like this when I was a yeah. kid. Cause most of the time, uh, you know, they're like, well, I can kind of remember what it was like to be a teen and going to going to school and what it's like your first day of school and how nervous you are. He's like, I got, I got nothing now. I have no idea what's going on with these kids nowadays. Uh, so we're going to talk about some things that are hopefully encouraging to some parents of Sounds teens. good. Yeah. Um, I know that I've told you many times how much I, and I don't know Jordan as well, just because I've been around Joey more. But Joey is, you guys have done such a great job with Joey. Aww. And we see Joey here serving and just loving to serve. And we, uh, Joey, there's not enough good things you can say about Joey. So you guys have done good. Um, done well, sorry, correct grammar. And uh, now Jordan's back here with me often in the green yeah. room because he's part of the production team. Yeah, so Which he's um, super excited about. Yeah, it's, it's fun, fun, fun to have them. There. And I actually have asked Jordan to be uh, one of the producers on the podcast. Oh, really? Because um, nice. I'm going to start, him and Caden both are going to um, come help me with that soon. I got to get it a little set up yeah. to give them oh, they'll love that. how Garrett. to do it. But instead of me doing all this and, and the video and all that, they're going to help me out. So uh, let's talk about this. Uh, I'm going to start with some of these more broad questions. So what's mm-hmm. something you found to be, Uh, some of the most rewarding things about being parents to two teenage boys?
2: I would say um, watching them grow in their faith, first and foremost, to really see them um, take their reliance off of us as parents and really put their reliance on God as their heavenly father, their creator, their savior. um, That has been pretty awesome. Uh, You know, and it's been a process, you know, and it's been a lot of... um, you know draw it kind of like us in our walk right and i think all of us as christians we draw near we pull back we draw near yeah. we pull back and so to see them draw near now more often than pull back and to really see um, the blessing in drawing near is cool man it's mm-hmm. really cool and to see it where you're not pushing it as a parent to where it's something that the holy spirit has put on their heart to do and they do it on their own so that that's been cool for me as of late and i'm seeing a lot of that from both of them yeah so that's cool
3: for me, I'd have to say it's really um, the relationship that we've g- have with them now as I've gotten older. Just the honesty, the forthcoming that they are. A lot of teenagers I know have difficulty talking with their parents. And it seems like we've kind of worked through that huddle. Don't get me wrong. We've had our moments of oh, sure. frustration and different things. But now it's like they re- they come to us and mm-hmm. they want to tell us and they want to share something with us. I think especially, especially due to COVID that they've been so Mm -hmm. isolated and mostly for Jordan, like it really gets to him after a while. And he used to just like go lock himself in a room or kind of change into this kid that we didn't know. He's coming out of that and he's asking for help without really asking. He's just coming, he's talking. So that's been a real blessing that you've seen that, you know, he's becoming a man, he's becoming comfortable in himself and willing to open up and talk to us.
2: Yeah, there's a real understanding and transparency with, I think, both of them with us. And and, and hopefully we've been able to provide that for them where they know that whatever's going on in their life, we're going to sit down at the table and we're going to address it. And nothing's off of the table. We're not going to tell you, well, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about everything, and you're welcome to talk about everything. And as parents, our job is to guide you, to offer correction when needed, but we're not going to condemn you. That's not We're not going to do that. God has not done that for us, nor are we going to do that for you. And so there's that opportunity that uh, I think they know now that they can just come and and whatever's going on. And we've talked about heavy stuff, you know, they're not perfect. None of us are. And they've made some heavy, got into, you know, things that they they shouldn't be doing. And they know that, but we talk about it and we work through it, we move forward, you know. And so to be able to have that open communication line, that transparency, and where you can be real. Uh, is, is awesome. I, I love that. And, I, and I'm really grateful that we have that with them.
0: Do you think there was any kind of, uh, I don't know, not one main key, but to unlock this, but to be able to have that relationship with your kids, is there something that you two as a couple have talked about to like, how are we going to do this? Because not not every parent has this relationship with their kids. And it's not necessarily because they've done something wrong, no, 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 but maybe they just don't know how to have that relationship with their kids. Is that something you did? You have that experience with your parents? What was the?
3: Well, I think for us um, is we've always been completely honest with them. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing that I haven't told them from my childhood. Like they know, and like we've told them the. Good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. So I think because we've been honest with them and we haven't sheltered them or told them something that's not true or kept something from them, that's allowed them to open their trust to us. And now they talk to us openly and freely because we've shared intimate things with them. So they know that if they come and share that with us, that's a safe environment to do so.
2: I think at times, and I, and I've been you know guilty of this, and I don't do I don't I, you know. I don't feel I do it as much anymore. There were times where there were maybe issues that I feel like we could handle and that they would just pass and not necessarily address them. But, um, you know, Sherry would, would push, Hey, let's address this. Let's address this, which I'm grateful for. Um, and so, you know, not, not being afraid to talk about the tough things, not be afraid to, um, allow your kids to fall down, um, because we all fall down, not be afraid to, um, share your past experiences, good or bad, um, but be totally transparent, totally honest, and totally put it out there and let them know that, you know what, it's okay if you mess up, it's okay Um, if you're not perfect, it's okay. We want to be a part of the good, the bad, the ugly. We want to celebrate you and we want to walk alongside you when it's not a time to celebrate, but a time to figure out what's going on, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, just really not be afraid, not to shelter your kids so much to where they're not able to um, understand the world that we live in. We live in a fallen world. We live in a world where people are not, most people are not looking to God for direction. And he is the only one that's going to provide the direction for you to neg- navigate this fallen world. So to really emphasize, I think, that with the kids too, um, what does God say about this? What does God want for you in this? We know. Okay. And so I think we, and we've worked on that as in our own walk, you know, and and I think us maybe working that out in our marriage. And and again, we we're pretty open with everything about life and, 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 you know, what we see God doing and when we need his help. And so I'm hoping that us doing that with each other and, and not being a, not like hiding and doing that, but doing it out in the open is helping with them to understand that they, you know, when we do those things, God's going to be there. God's going to provide answers and we're going to get through and and we'll deal with whatever we've got going on.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense. My, my parents used to always, now one of the big things uh, going back to just the question of having the open relationship with the kids, one of the things I always felt like my parents did really well is whenever they were talking, whenever I, you know, I would go to them, I have a really good relationship with my parents to the point where I planted a church with my parents, you know, like, um, but they would, they never made me feel stupid. Yeah. Like, I can't believe you did that, you know, that kind of thing. And it was very much like my parents open books, like we could ask them whatever. Yeah. And they would give us honest answers and say, yeah, when I was your age, I screwed up doing this. And it was, it was never made for, we never thought like our parents were, were perfect. And yeah. it's, it was never just like the, um you know, the, the I don't know, it was, it, they treated us very respectful of like, they're not just going to come down on us and be like, go to your room because I'm the parent and I'm telling you to. It was very yeah. much like, hey, here's what's going on. Here's why you're in trouble. And then they would always give us the floor to ask the questions. Because sometimes the hardest thing with like my kids, and now my kids are much younger than yours, three and five... But with Maverick, the older one, he's you still see it. He's trying to, sometimes he gets in trouble and he's so frustrated because he doesn't understand why he's in trouble. Yeah, mm-hmm. And so we give him the floor to be like, okay, but ask your questions. And he's like, look, this is what happened. I don't get why I'm in trouble for this. And we go, oh, okay, buddy. That's not why you're in trouble. That's not what you did that got that's you in good, trouble. Garrett. You know, to explain yeah. it and communicate with him. And then he's always more receptive to be like, okay, I've got to take my consequence, and that was very much like what my parents would do. They, my dad, would come to me and be like, "Why are you so frustrated right now? Like, you did this and you messed up. Are you just frustrated because you got caught?" Yeah. And I'm like, "No, I'm frustrated because I don't understand why I'm in trouble for that." <laughs> you know? And he'd explain it to me, and yeah. we'd talk about it. You know? Um, I
3: had a cousin one time. Um, I was having a s- similar conversation like that with the twins. And I had a cousin say, why do you explain that to them? Like, they're just in trouble. I'm like, but they're people. Yeah. <laughs> like, if they don't understand, they need to understand. So it was it was kind of funny that threw me off that she would even ask because to me it's like that's what you do. You tell your kids why and what the expectation is and what they did or didn't do. We're human. We're going to fail. I can't say that I haven't, you know, told the kids or gotten upset with the kids. But when I've done that, I think part of their – you know, growth in who they're becoming and their relationship with us is that we've apologized. Yeah. We've mm. never not, it, like, we've lost it. We're oh, human. Oh, yeah, dude, I, yeah. We've gone I off on that's, them. I think
0: that's huge. Yeah, and man. to
3: go to them and say, you know, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have acted yeah, that way. I, yeah, I overreacted. I got frustrated or, you know, I, I just lost my temper. You know, I apologize to you. Like, that, too, I think has, you know, gained respect from them, especially yeah, the totally. older ones because- we admit our faults.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I can blow up. You know what I mean? And you know, a bad word might come out, or, or uh, you know, something that I say towards them, where I'm thinking, "Oh man, that is not what I wanted to say." And so, you need to apologize as a parent. You know, when you screw up, and when you say something that you shouldn't say. Um, uh, you know, I don't like that word "screw up." Sorry, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, no. When you, totally. when you when you do that, um, you know, you got to remember. Um, who their kids see themselves are, you as a parent have a lot to do with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're modeling you. And for the first, you know, six, seven years of their life, everything they know about themselves really comes from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they get out into the world and, you know, other kids and all that kind of thing. But, you know, you got to really be careful. And, and if you mess up, you got to make it right. Yeah. You know, yeah, what I mean? it's huge. I've yeah. seen it
0: even again with my kids where yeah. we, we go to them and we say, hey, I'm sorry, bud, I shouldn't have yelled at you, you or go, something dude. like yeah. that, right? It doesn't
2: mean you're you're wrong or you're not a good parent, but it's cool. I think it makes you a good parent doing that. Or even
0: with my dad doing that, it made me feel like not, I mean, not like my dad was, you know, putting us on the same level because he is my parent. But at the same time, there was like a, oh, I feel like, I kind of feel like an adult when you come to me and you, like you said, respect, right? Like Mm -hmm. it feels respectful to have somebody come and apologize to you because you feel like oh, you understand that what you did hurt me in a way that you shouldn't have done it, you know, yeah, like that that's kind of thing. I was, we've
3: even apologized when like John and I have gotten in a fight and yes, we've done it yeah. in front of them and like just the chaos of that or the emotion of that, we've seen like upset them. Mm-hmm. And so we've had to apologize for us having a moment where, but they had to see that. They had that. to sit through it, yeah. Yeah, they're like, you know. That's. So. I
0: think that's huge too. I've, I mean, just to even like the the way that I've I've gone to my kids said I'm, I shouldn't have talked to your mom like that. Yeah, you know, like that that's kind of good, thing. That's huge, dude. For them to to just be like, oh, you mess up too. Like, yeah. okay, now when we talk to mom like that, we need to apologize. Yeah, there's consequence,
2: like and you got to make it right. But yes, yeah. you know, you're gonna mess up. We're all gonna mess up. There's yep. no, not one <laughs> of us. Yeah, well, all I don't have know. No, short. Not, not me, John. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know this, but
0: um, I was uh, something you said. I forget what I'm trying to um, trying to jog my memory. Something you said made me think about um, kind of the fear that might play a role in some parents' lives with being fearful of the t- decisions your kids might make. So, with teenage boys, has fear. Uh, has fear been something that's that's played a big role? Have you been able to avoid being fearful about the decisions they'll make? Because um, ultimately, the answer is that we're just we're just going to have to trust seek yeah seek God for the for guidance on how to be a good parent, and then it's they're they're going to make their own decisions and trust that, like you said, you've seen your boys grow in their own faith. Trust that they're seeking God. Um, but has fear come into play at all?
3: For me, it comes in when like so Joey's driving now. So every time he leaves, I say a little prayer (laughs) and wouldn't wait till he gets home, you know, because it's not that I'm not confident in his driving. I'm worried about someone hitting him. And then the same with Jordan, he'll take his bike and he'll be out after dark and he's old enough now to do that. And he wants to do that with his friends because they're taking pictures or whatever, but to me, it's like, it's so late, it's dark, people aren't going to see you, you're going to get hit, like I think of the worst. Not and because want,
0: you're not responsible, yeah. but because other people might not be.
3: And they get frustrated with that, like in being overbearing or overprotective, you know, because, but it's fearful, like I want them to come home at night, so. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I think that's my biggest fear. I mean, I really trust in their decisions. I couldn't have said that maybe two, three years ago. But now that, you know, especially Jordan, he's had a huge amount of growth due to shelter in place and distance learning. For us, for him, it's actually been a blessing. And oh. I hate to say that, but he, he's just a kid that I didn't realize, you know, homeschools may be better for him than public school. And he's grown so much that he is not the same kid he was, you know, a year ago.
0: What is it about it, do you think?
3: I think a lot of the um, drama of high school. You know, Joey goes to a very small high school who's only like 400 kids at his school, mm-hmm. where Jordan goes to the bigger school, over 1,000 kids. And he internalizes a lot of things differently than Joey does. The confidence wasn't the same as when he was little. And so Jordan was always a pleaser, trying to please or trying to like, you know, fit in with the Joneses. Sure. And so if he wasn't good enough in his eyes it would come out in frustration and anger and not having that pressure from school. He's not the same kid yeah. at all.
2: Well, he, I think, yeah, he's had a break enough from it to where he realizes that none of that means anything. Sure. He really realized, I, I really think he believed, I mean, I know he believes that now he knows that, you know, he doesn't have anybody to answer to um, except for the Lord. I mean, I really think that's what it comes down to. I mean, he talks about that all the time. He's like, God really used this COVID time to really put it, put it on my heart that, you know, he's the one that I need to bring glory to. He's the one that I need to please. He's the one I need to be working for when I do all of the things that I do. Nobody else, you know, uh, and it's really cool to see that. And without having a pause, a time out from all of the the noise, I don't know if he would have gotten to that realization. Right. So God's kind of used that in his, for him. Yeah. And, it, and it's really been really, really cool to see, you know.
0: I was thinking with, um, and I know I gave you some of these questions, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll modify some of these too as we go, just the the more that we talk. Um, but just kind of that we're going back to, you know, when we apologize to, to our kids mm-hmm. and the respect that can come out of that. Um, like I said here, we're, we're never going to be perfect. We're going to make our own mistakes. Uh, has there been something that you've learned from, a mistake that you've made that you've learned from um, that's helped you become a better parent that maybe maybe when they've already been teens or that prepared you for when they were teens?
3: John's been the primary stay-at-home guy. I so. thought you were going to say John's been <laughs> the primary mistake, mistake maker. maker. <laughs> no. Well, no, I mean,
2: you know, yeah, I will say this for me, um, trying to fix a problem that on my own, that was too big for me to be able to fix on my own. Mm. Um, and what I mean by that is not Not reaching out or up to God for direction and strength and trusting that, you know, his promises are going to get us through this, but not allowing him to work, not allowing, getting in the way, not allowing him to um, use other people, not allowing him to speak through my wife to where I would hear her. Um, And this is in regard to to my son, Jordan, again, Um, you know, he, like Sherry said, struggled with a lot of anxiety, a lot of social um, anxiety. And so I felt, well, you know, Hey, I'm a children's pastor. I've, I've, you know, taken ministry classes. I'm, I'm, you know, I know what the scripture tells us and that's enough. And that's not always enough. It's, it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to believe it. And I don't mean me believe it, but he believe it. And it's another thing to accept that God is going to use other people who have the Holy Spirit dwelling in them to work also as a village around you. And so uh, for me, I learned a lesson of, of being able to really let go and trust that God is fully in control um, and really believe what he tells us and, and trust that he's going to use other people in Jordan's life, not just me. Don't be so selfish that you're the only one that can fix the problem, John. Yeah. He can use his mother. He can use his youth pastor. He can use an outside counselor and a coach, and all, a whatever, coach yeah. all of that. Has gone and and he can work through Jordan too and the, through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And all of that is what has gotten Jordan to where he is now. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I have the
0: sim. I mean, a lot of what you're saying with with Jordan sounds similar to to my dad and I because my dad was that way. Where he's a youth pastor. Yeah. So I'm a junior high kid. I got all the answers. And yeah, that was. <laughs> but but I don't know if it was because there, I am I am so much like my dad that he never really he never really tried to, to be the one to have all the answers. It was almost like he immediately pushed me to go talk to, you know, my, or when I was in high school, my high school pastor, uh, who's a good friend of his and talk to him and be Mm -hmm. part of his small group and ask him. And then he knew that I'd always come back and talk to my dad about everything that I'm hearing from my coaches or my high school pastor. And um, I think that was another thing that was just really like, it was, it almost was like, I was excited to come back to my dad and be like, what do you think about this? Uh, and get his opinion on it at the end of all of it. And I think he knew I would do that. And so he was more willing to, and he really trusted, you know, Kevin Hepner, my high school pastor, he really trusted Kevin. Yeah, He didn't have any doubt that Kevin was going to give me an answer that he would agree with, you know, um, he trusted my coaches and he trusted the people that, you know, whatever it was. And if he didn't, he would, he would say something about it and, you know, straighten it out. Um, For
3: for me, I think, um, as a mom, I've learned over the years to just trust my gut instinct, Mm. not to question it, not to let people talk me out of it or change Mm. my, you know, intention. It's like, if I know deep down, because that's the Lord speaking to me, correct. So if I know, like not to question it, when when they were younger, I would kind of question myself because you're a new parent, you know, and like, are you doing this right? Or maybe I need to let them do this on their own. And I've just learned like, no, this is what and why and period, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm the mom. And, you know, sometimes that just overrules. Has and it been going with that?
0: Has it been a challenge um, over the years
2: to figure out how to parent together?
3: Oh, yes. We've yeah. had our moments. Oh, yeah. Because we're very
2: different. huh. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're very, very different. Sherry was raised different than I was.
0: I was going to ask yeah. if that, because Caitlin and I have, yeah. have had these conversations where her, um, you know, and I can't have, an, I don't have enough good things to say about her mom, but uh, her dad passed away when she was young. So she went th- through high school with just her mom. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, so she, I mean, very, grew up very different. She grew up in a small private school where I had a lot of, I was in a really large, I was in the third largest high school in California when I was a freshman and I was playing on a varsity basketball team where hundred kids tried out for the team. So it was like a really big school and she was at a school with less than a hundred kids. Yeah, I remember you were saying and that. And so like the experience even there, even though I ended up at a school that small, the experience there is very different on like what you know, what schooling was like. I had the public school experience. She was the private school. I had <laughs> both I mean, I grew up in a home with both my parents and a good relationship with both my parents, and she grew up with just her mom, and her mom was I mean, she's a widow, I mean, going through a lot. So it was a very different experience. So we've had times where it's like, you know, just even just trying to work through something where we're trying to figure out like, well, what way are we going to go here? Because I'm not, I'm not so arrogant just to say my family did everything right and (laughs) yours didn't. No, of course. I get it. At the same time, I want to be defensive. Like, I think my parents did this really well. We need to do it this way. And she's like, but. Our kids aren't you, you know, like just and those she's kinds right. Of I, but
2: I get it. Yeah, no, I know. Them, We've had
3: those same that conversations. same conversation,
2: man. It sounds like my it sounds like our house.
0: Yeah. What's the yeah. what What's been the biggest uh, the biggest thing to help you take a step forward in parenting together?
3: We've had the arguments. We've yeah. Worked through the arguments. Yeah. We've been able to come to a conclusion together. I mean, there are certain times where, especially when Jordan again, you know, there would be moments where he and I would be going at it, and rather than John defending me, or at least in my opinion, oh. he wasn't defending me. He was defending Jordan in front of me and like backing Jordan so then it would downplay everything that I was saying. Yeah. That way I think it was our biggest like thing we had to work through. It's like me constantly going to him and saying, Don't do that. Yeah. Like if you disagree with me, that's fine. Don't do it in front of our kids. Right. Like you're making everything I'm saying not mean anything. And that's not okay. Right. <laughs> like I'm the mom and I have an opinion.
0: We've even had almost that exact same situation where it's like later we talk about it and I go, I was totally misunderstanding what you were even saying to him. So I'm disagreeing with something that didn't even exist. You and know, how many we,
2: I've said the same thing. It's yeah it's really tough
0: because sometimes it's um I mean you wanna defend your kids, similar to like I mean, you wanna defend your spouse too. But it's really it's a there's a balance there that's really hard to find sometimes. And again, my kids being so young, we haven't had, uh, hasn't been, I think when they get older, it's a little bit, uh, it could be a little bit more sensitive in that area. Yeah. But like- well,
3: you just have to make sure whether you're, you know, the dad or the mom, like you can't walk into the middle of something that's already going on. Sure. No, that that's really been the yeah. bad thing. It's like John will come down the stairs and he'll hear Jordan and I going at it. And he'll just get in the middle without even knowing the whole situation. Right, yeah, and then you know he'll get defensive for Jordan because they're very much two peas in the pot. Or you know maybe he doesn't like my tone that I'm seeking with him, so he automatically will defend Jordan or vice versa. So that I think is one of our bigger struggles we had to work through.
2: Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And and that's you know that's on me. I'm I'm not you know I you, what you said is 100 percent true, and it's something that I had to figure out. You know Jordan is very much like me, and I, and I. Have you know, and I was talking to you about this earlier, Garrett, about you know, anxiety and depression, and um, I dealt with a lot of that, and I, you know, I've dealt with it and got through it, but I know what it feels like to be in that position, and um, part of you know, it, it's like you know, I can't, I, I know what works in that situation for for me, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the best for Jordan. I, I know through training, you know, how to walk alongside someone who's struggling like that. But I can't expect my wife to know that if she hasn't been through it, if she hasn't experienced it, if she hasn't been trained in it. And so I had to learn um, how to, you know, not impose my will on Sherry and let let God use Sherry in the way that he calls to use her in her son's life. Mm -hmm. And so once I stopped and and actually heard her, I, I think it's been a lot better. Um, and it's that's helped over the last couple of years in in Jordan's progression, you know. So you yeah. said
0: you're saying that you're a lot like Jordan is Joey a lot like you?
3: I would think so.
2: Yeah, very much so. Yeah, Joey. Now Joey's like opposite of Jordan in some ways. Joey's very. Um,
3: we're both very nonchalant. We yeah. let things go. Yeah, we're, but, we're very similar in that regard. But you
2: got it. But but sometimes there are things going on and you as a dad or as a spouse recognize it, so you got to dig a little claw bit. Claw for it, yeah. Claw for it. But then once you get in there, it comes out. But so they are, you're similar in that way. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: would has agree. It, has it helped you as spouses, um, or I'm sorry, has it helped you as parents to uh, get to know your kids a little more to recognize similarities in yourselves?
3: Well, so um, I hate to say it with Jordan again. <laughs> um, when he was young, I saw a lot of John in him, a lot. And so there was a time where, as John was saying, you know, it's like, John's like, oh, we got this. We're the parents. We can handle it. We don't need any help. And I like went with it. I didn't trust my gut. And then there was a moment where it was like everything just hit the fan and I would like put my foot down and I said, I am the mom. This is what's happening tomorrow because I'm making it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think once we hit that wall and we knew like, okay, we have to address these certain things. It's like even as our relationship as parents, it's like, oh, like she's not messing around and hey, okay, you yeah. know.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's true. What Thanks. about having, yeah.
0: so this is also going off something you just said. Is it, um you kind of talking about taking Jordan's side. Has there been times, because this is something Caitlin and I are like, we've we've talked through a lot and I feel like we're getting better at it. But the feeling of like, um, you know, in certain situations where I feel like I have to be the one, the disciplinarian. And I, I use the term all the time. Like you're just letting me be the bad guy. And it just is like, they're not going to want to, they're not going to want anything to do with me because I'm the one that gets him in trouble. And you're the, you're the one that, that comes in and jokes with them and laughs. Like we, I mean, today I said something, I'm like, you can't say that. Cause now it's just like, he thinks it's funny. And I'm the one that's, that's saying that he's in trouble, you know? Um, has that been something that you guys have dealt with at more all? More Feeling, when they were like, the younger. Guy?
3: Yeah, I and mean, it was flipped. Yeah. I was the bad guy yeah. okay. and because John was home with them and still is home with them. Mm-hmm. Ever since Joey was born, he's been like the stay-at-home dad. So I was always the one coming home, like the chores weren't done, blah, 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 mm-hmm. or like someone would get in trouble or he'd be like done with it for the day. So he's like, you deal with them now kind yeah. of thing. Um, but the yeah, it was off. yeah, it was a lot more when they were younger for sure. We've learned over the years, like, if there's something going on, he and I will purposely go out to dinner or go somewhere before COVID and talk about it and, like, okay, what are we going to decide to do and how are we going to be on the same page about this because you're saying this, I'm saying X, Y, Z, and we're not – it's not meshing. Like, we got to figure this out because we're giving them two different signals, and that's not fair to them. It's not fair to us.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so important to talk about the stuff that – that's, I, I think that there's a tendency every now and then for, I mean, not everybody's like this, but people that are non-confrontational people, once it's dropped, they don't want to address it and dig into why this is happening, where it's like, no, you gotta, you gotta figure out why it's happening. Otherwise it's going to keep happening absolutely and then it's just going to. It's like a like a soda can that you just shake up, and all of a sudden you open it and explodes. And it's just like nothing good's going to come from that. You got to address it. You have to address it, and you got to figure and, out where the problem's coming from. And
2: addressing it, it's not always the funnest thing to do. Let's face it, but it's necessary. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be what it needs to be. What happens? I yeah. mean, it needs to come out. It needs to be figured out. It needs to be worked through, and so you can move forward yeah. in a healthy way. Right. Uh, when it's
3: not addressed, that's when the kids are, you know, making those wrong paths. Yeah. So, drugs, alcohol. Yeah. You know, and they
2: can play play one parent against the other. And they get good at that if you're yep. not consistent. They get good at that if you're not on the same page. And you know, we always say, and, and I think we've learned this is this meaning Sherry and I, you know, that's our first ministry mm-hmm. to each other as husband and wife, right? Um, and if this ministry to each other is going the way that God designed it, we're each putting into it sacrificially, you know, she's responding to my love to her and I'm responding to her love to me. Um, that flows down into your family life. I really believe that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think we've found that to be true.
3: Well, and we've worked through things where like the kids are going to move out one day. Yeah. Right. So, if you're, if we can't be on the same page about this and we're not going to like each other, we're yeah. probably not going to make it past the yeah, movie I gotta, out. i got to grow
0: old with this lady. See, so. and that's so, that's so yeah. far past where we're at that that has never even been a thought of mine. So oh, that's, it will be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sure, yeah. Because <laughs>
3: yeah. there's been moments where, like actually there was one time before the twins were even born, I actually kicked John out of the car and said, you're not coming home. <laughs> and I was like going to take the, tw- the two boys and just go home and say, you can say to your parents, I'm done.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: because we just were not... We weren't meshing, and it was so hard.
0: It's difficult. I had I had a, t- there was, Caitlin and I don't, um, you know, I don't know whatever, people all use different terms, but I'll say we don't fight very much. Um, when we have disagreements, we tend to, we tend to work through them fairly well at this point. Now, there are times where it's not being worked through well. And my initial reaction is, I know I can be a very loud person even if I don't feel like I'm yelling I have a very loud voice yeah you. I have a very harsh tone even if I don't feel like I'm being harsh yeah I can just I've had times with even like the band where Jerilyn's come to me be like I think you need to go apologize to Ricky because that just sounded you were being really mean right there and I'm like (laughs) I was and I'd go to him be like I had no clue that I was I was being you know mean or disrespectful I'm sorry like that was I didn't mean to to be doing that you know he's like it's fine man you know but I still think like it's important to be aware that like my tone can be very harsh, right? So over the years I've learned to just keep my mouth shut, <laughs> but that's become its own problem now with yeah. this. And so finally, and this is seriously recently like a week ago where I said, "Right now I feel like I'm in a lose-lose situation because if I open my mouth and talk, I'm I'm being too harsh, I'm being too loud and if I don't talk, I'm avoiding the problem you know and finally I was able to and I communicated that a lot better than what I just did here but it was like it was like I think we need to step away for a minute Mm -hmm. and then come back to it when we're cooler heads you know like so we can actually talk about this because if we're both just frustrated you're going to say some stuff that you're going to end up apologizing for later and I'm going to talk to you in a way that I'm going to end up apologizing for later you know so let's just back away for a minute and then come back and talk about it and that's helped a lot um, to, John to has a to. very
3: strong personality and a very, you know, firm. So there's lots of times in our marriage where I'd have to tell him like, you're intimidating me. And it's yeah, un- she said that
0: to me too. And yeah, we're and big I, guys.
2: We yeah. are. And I didn't even recognize it, you know, and I felt bad. I mean, I felt really you it's, know, dismayed it's a terrible and hurt feeling. by it. It's yeah. It's a terrible feeling. And, you know, I'm glad that you, you said that because I, I wasn't aware of that, you know, and so like yourself, I've had to learn and it's happened to me in, uh, you know, work situations and other areas, too, where I just, you know, I'm...
0: I forget that I'm 6'6", six, six, man. I, yeah, like it's, I'm 6'4". Well, and Jordan
2: I, and I, saw and, him and I, one
3: time, and John saw Jordan, yeah. you know, because they're very much alike. And like you said, you're, your, your kids examples. So there was one time where um, John walked down the stairs and Jordan was being very intimidated towards me. Like I was being intimidated by him where he was like, had his hand and was just pointing down at mm. me. Like, cause now he's taller they're than bigger I am. Than you, yeah. yeah. So I'm, you know, and John noticed it and I think he finally was like, if he's doing that, he learned that from somewhere. Sure, he yeah. saw that at yeah. some point. Yeah. So I think that was a big turning point for, you know,
0: Oh, the pointing of the finger thing, man. Like, I've done that a few times where it's just like, oh, I hope I never do that again. I know, I know. What good is it doing? It doesn't do any good. Like, just pointing fingers at each other and just saying, well, you do this, will you do this? It's not
2: helpful. Well, no, when you start bringing out the list of what you do against what I do and all that, I mean, come on. You know, we're not not supposed to be there.
0: No. Um, I want to talk about um, just, I mean, you're talking about arguing with Jordan and stuff. I want to talk about discipline. Have you noticed having to discipline them in, I I don't even know if discipline's the right word, but... um, in different ways because of their personalities, like
3: oh, very much so.
0: My brother used to get grounded. I didn't get grounded. My parents. I had so I mean a much bigger, like, longer leash. My parents were fine with, but it was a lot of times it was because my parents were basically like, "Until you break our trust, you're fine." You know, go go hang out till 11 p.m. on Friday when you're 16 years old. They let me drive down to San Diego for a basketball <laughs> recruiting. I remember wow. you telling me about that. I was 16 years old. I drove down to San Diego from Turlock, which is you know a solid. 350 yeah, 400 so miles with a, one of my 16-year-old buddies just the two of us and we were down there for 4 days with each other and my parents completely trusted me now I don't know how much they were freaking out but <laughs> they definitely they trusted me and they basically said if you screw up you're not going to you're not going to get this kind of not freedom anymore yeah. and I I appreciated the freedom they gave me yeah. and so they were willing to get now my brother on the other hand they didn't trust him enough at the beginning so they wouldn't give him the freedom <laughs> at first and it was more of a it was a more of a we got to keep a tighter tighter watch on him to make sure that he's not doing anything that we shouldn't let him do or whatever. So, have you noticed like discipline in that in any ways like that? Did that make sense? I kind yeah, of understand. No, no, yeah, no, it makes
2: total sense.
3: Um, luckily, we haven't had to do too much disciplining. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest thing, it's really hard now that they're teenagers to discipline them because like Jordan's a very social person, mm-hmm. so trying to ground him would actually do him more damage. Sure. Because he mentally needs the like socialization. He need he cannot be stuck in the house. He will go crazy. So, it, and we had to recognize that as parents. Cause Which is really we're,
0: interesting that you said COVID is the, the that has helped him. It has. But he's been so able social. to ride a bike.
3: He's been able yeah, to exercise. Yeah, we let him, sure. He's got yeah, yeah, his yeah. friends, yeah. he goes out. But yeah. without some kind of social interaction with, like he has this group of buddies that he sees and those are the only ones he sees, if he doesn't get a chance to see them, then he, like, he just gets really... He gets heated up. Yeah, he gets really yeah. angst and it's really hard. Joey, we haven't really had to discipline. No, but There's when been you a do, few moments. When
2: you do discipline, Joey, he's like, okay. Yeah.
3: yeah. like, oh, It really makes me mad. Dude, that kills me. It, it makes me, me so There's mad. There's no
2: satisfaction in that. You know? I want a little satisfaction, you gotta, right? T- yeah.
0: It's not a consequence. It's like, okay. Oh, every or, yeah. Like last okay, night, whatever. he stayed up
3: super late. And I'm oh. like, you need to go to bed. And he's like, I'm going to bed now. And it was like so nonchalant. <laughs> I'm like.
0: My my parents, they used <laughs> to always with me. I got suspended one time. Okay. I, I'll all honesty here. I had t- <laughs> I had 64 detentions when I was a freshman in high school. Garrett oh Elliott, gosh. come on! And, um, when I was in, when I was a junior in high school, I got suspended, and now when I got suspended, I came home and my dad, and my dad was a teacher at the school I got suspended from, so he was not unaware. He knew that I had gotten suspended, and I came home and I started talking to him about it, and I'm just like, I wonder what my punishment is going to be, and my dad just kind of goes similar to what you're t- saying with Jordan. He's like. I'm not just going to lock this kid in his room for three days because he's already feeling, he's not allowed to be with his friends at school. This is going to drive him nuts. And so he, he kind of said, I need to go talk to your mom and we'll tell you what your consequences. After I talk to your mom and they came back and they said, you're grounded from your car. And I'm like, so I can't go anywhere. They're like, no, you're just going to have to look for a ride. (laughs) And I was like, so I'm not grounded. And he's like, you're grounded from your car. And I'm like, okay. And then he ultimately, he ended up saying later on, he's like, you were getting enough punishment from the school yeah. and what I got suspended for. He didn't really think I, cause I, I'll tell, I'll tell the quick story. I'll try not to be too long. I tried to make a point that my English teacher didn't like me by turning in a paper. My sister had written two years prior Ugh. as my own that my sister got an A on and I got an F on it. And so I went to the principal and I said, I'm showing you right now. This teacher doesn't like me. My sister got an A in this paper, exact same assignment, exact same paper, And I got an F on it. Exact same teacher. Exact same teacher. And I got. I I did not do it that calmly. I was being a. I was being a turd. But (laughs) I and I ended up through this situation ended up getting suspended for this. And my dad, he understood where I I was so frustrated because I'm like I'm getting bad grades because this teacher doesn't like me. And that half trying to make a point, but I didn't do it in a very good way. And so my dad ultimately he was like, "Look, you shouldn't have done that," but at the same time. I get where you're coming from with this and I don't want to just like, you know, bring the hammer down and you're already, you're in trouble at school and you're frustrated. You don't want to be in trouble. So ultimately it was like, you got your punishment and you know, don't do it again. Don't do it again. It was one of those.
3: The hard thing too now is like, you can't even take their cell phones away because you want them to have them for communication reasons.
0: Well, my next thing on here is cell phones.
3: Yeah. Well, that's a whole I was going to
2: say this too, in regards to trust. I don't, I don't. I could, I, I would say we trust our boys, oh, pretty implicitly. I, they've never really broken our trust, yeah. and and so I'm grateful for that. Um, but you know, when they
3: have, when we've caught them in a lie,
2: and they, they, they feel it. The, they,
3: yeah, they know that they feel we it know.
2: deeply. Yeah. They feel it deeply, and so, um, you know, and but it, again, it hasn't happened too often, which I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you well, know,
0: let's talk about cell phones yeah. for a minute because um, this is something that you guys. I'm going to guess, you didn't have cell phones in high school, right? Did not. <laughs> nope. So I got my first cell phone when I was a senior in high school, and it was basically more of a luxury for my parents because they were now able to get a hold of me. It wasn't, texting wasn't, you know, it was 10 cents a text message. People weren't texting each Dude, other. Dude, I had a pager.
2: Yeah, see, and I, <laughs> I, I, I missed the pager. Not days. in high school. A couple but of I, my friends had pagers. But early I college pagers. and work time, yeah. yeah, I had a pager. Remember? The so pager it was
0: day? it was very different. Back then, because it wasn't like, oh, we're going to need to keep your phone, you know, yeah. make sure you're not talking to your friends all the time, having it in class, playing games. You know, it wasn't that wasn't a thing with it. So when the decision was made that your boys are going to have cell phones, what goes into that decision?
3: Well, for us... Um I kind of ruled the roost on that because I pay the bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I kind of knew when and what we could afford. Mm-hmm. So even for the twins, it's like once they get through sixth grade, if they graduate with good grades, you know, then that's their graduation gift. Because oh, okay. I want them to have a phone in junior high. Sure. So I Because it's not the same as elementary. You know, like you don't know where they are, what classes they're in. So that's when they got their phones. And then um, Joey and Jordan both got them at sixth grade. They were great students. So they had them through the summer. We're learning with them definitely made some mistakes with them and they did get them taken away on occasion you know before under the age of 15 now because of choices they've made they now pay for their own so their own cell oh, phone okay and if they don't pay their bill
0: they don't get their phone
3: it gets turned it off it's turned off period yeah if they want a phone it's a privilege and they have to pay for that so th- we worked out a payment where they know when every month when it's due and if they don't have it it's I turn it off. They don't have. I literally call the carrier and I disconnect the phone. That's Shut it off.
0: Great. Yeah. That yeah. I wasn't expecting that that part. Well, of it. there's accountability there. Of course, you know,
2: part of it. There's more accountability with the phones that we'll talk. There's
0: about. There's ownership of it. There's too. ownership
2: of it. Yeah, that was going to be my next word. Yeah. Well,
0: so, what, how have you found balance in? Uh, in, I mean, I mean, phones can be a good thing and a bad thing. So, how have you found the balance uh, between that?
2: It's, t- it's took time. It's, it's taken time. It's taken time. A lot of um, them. Messing up, you know, yeah. looking at things they shouldn't be looking at, communicating in ways that they shouldn't be communicating. Um, they've come to know that we're not ignorant. Mm-hmm. Um, we were at one point their young. age, there were things to look at other than the phone, but mm-hmm. would still show you the same thing if you know what I'm getting at. I, I do, yes. and um, so all that being said, we know what. Your, what you're feeling you know and what you're wanting. There. I know what's out there. I know what the world's throwing at you right now. It may be stronger than when it was when I was your age, but it's still the same thing. And that's
0: my fear with my kids. Yeah. It's like, I can't believe. I mean, there's been it's, there's oh. been times where, you know, you're, you're even just like, looking up something a completely yeah. innocent and something will pop up on the screen. You're just like, what in the world? Oh, well, we had is that this? happen
2: with, with Joey. Joey was doing a, um, a project in like in fifth grade. Fifth
3: grade? No, oh was goodness. a fifth grader. Yeah. It was on the computer. Yeah.
2: And, and you know, we had protections on the computer. We had all the things that you would want. We were very at, you know, computers in a, an area where everybody sees, and and I stepped away for a minute, and he's looking up something about it was some Greeks. art, Greece, and oh, then it yeah. led to one thing and another and another, and he's like, you know, and then he di- then he didn't tell us, uh, and it took a little while, and finally he told us, and then we talked about it, and that provided an opportunity for sure. some learning there, um, but it's a challenge, you know, the cell phone is a real challenge. It's it's a really, uh, it can be a great tool for communicating, it can be a great tool for education, it can be a great tool to. Um, for God to use, but it's also, uh, the enemy's weapon. I mean, let's face it. It it's, it's, it's at the tip of the spear, I think for these kids, for, for the devil you to literally have the world's them. knowledge yeah, at, your fingertips. at your fingertips. I mean, it's, it's of the flesh. And not that all way. that knowledge is good stuff. No, no. Well,
3: in one time and, I remember Jordan and I were, you know, arguing about it and he, we had tried everything, every kind of block Anything you can imagine. And he flat out looked at me and he said, Mom, no matter what you try to put on my phone to block it, I will get around it. I Mm -hmm. have friends. I know things. And he's right. I'm not tech savvy. I don't know. And that was the turning point of like, oh, really? Well, then you can pay for it yourself Mm -hmm. because if you're going to make poor choices and you're going to get caught doing something you shouldn't do – you can go to jail, not me.
2: <laughs> and Joey's response, I love my son, but it was pretty much the same thing. If I want to go, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll be able to get around it. So, yeah. and, and it was, it was an honest so response. <laughs> well, I don't think they were trying to be smart about no, it. They, they were very honest about it. And it was an eye opening experience for us, you know. Um, and so, all of that being said, it's provided uh, opportunity though to, uh, for accountability, mm-hmm. you know, especially as a father with your boys. Um, I'm a man. I'm challenged by the same things that they're challenged. You know, as Christians, we're, we're still challenged. We're not immune to it. If anything, especially both of my boys are in ministry, we know that when we step out in ministry, the enemy doesn't like that. There's mm-hmm. spiritual warfare, and he attacks in many different ways. And um, so we now have talked about the fact, you know, we understand that the the eye is a lens to the soul, Right. And what you take in, um, goes to your, your heart, you know, your mind, you meditate on it. So what are you looking at? Are your eyes clean? That's kind of like what we talk about now almost daily. Hey, Joey, your eyes clean today. Jordan, are your eyes clean today? And if they're not, we sit down and we speak the truth and love and we hold each other accountable and we pray about it. Yeah. And they do the same for me. You know,
0: when I was, uh, I was 14, 13, 14, and it was, you know, the music I was wanting to listen to, my parents were not super, yeah. super thrilled about, right? And it was a lot of, it was a lot of, you know, you start listening to music that has all this profanity and you're going to start using profanity. Yes. And there was a point when I think, I forget, it must have been when I was 14. Now, this is something that's way different now because, you know, you've got the also not only the world's knowledge, you've got the world's music uh, yeah. Well, and that's on the thing. The phone. music
2: is a big one. When I say you know your eyes, I mean everything. You know, you're you listening to the right stuff? Are you looking at the for right? For me, stuff? it was what the are you listening. Value it was in? it
0: was yeah. what I was listening yeah. to. And it, my response is always, I could be listening to much worse, mom. You know, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> I hear it
3: every day. And I it was easier
0: it. for my parents to keep an eye on it because you know they could see what CDs I had. But on the you know you open up Spotify, you can listen to whatever, whatever. There's it's any there's anything on there. YouTube, Apple, whatever it is. Um, but what I always, uh, ended up doing was my friend and I, now I look back on this and I go, this was one of the decisions that, um, you know, me and we made together was just like, we started holding each other accountable to certain things. We were kind of like, look, if we want to, if we want to listen to the music we like, we also have to make sure we don't turn into these people exactly. because we like the music. I wish somebody would make this music without all the profanity. Cause it's not the lyrics that we love. It's the music that we love. Yeah. Right. Right. And so we kind of made, we made the deal, like we're not going to end up, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to sleep with a bunch of girls Mm -hmm. while we're growing up. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. And when it got to a point where I was starting to use too much profanity, he called me out on it. He's like, dude, why, why do you cuss like that now? And it was one of those things where I was like, I don't even notice that I'm doing it. And it's like, that was the first time I noticed, oh, I'm probably doing it because I hear that word this many times a day by listening to this music. And so I started having time. I'd write down like if I was, you know, what I don't want to be. And if I, I would go read it and in this little journal I had and I'm like, am I turning into this? Am I, wh- how am I doing with this? You know, and we'd hold each other accountable to that. And it makes a out. big difference. It yeah. makes
2: a big difference. I've seen the benefit, you know, and um, I think my boys are seeing it too, to mm-hmm. be able to know that accountability doesn't mean you're going to be condemned. It means that you, there's an understanding that none of us are perfect, but we all know what God wants for us. Mm -hmm. And we know that we want that for each other also. And so how can we make that happen? How can we, you know, figure this out to where we understand that we have each other to support each other and that we keep each other going in the right direction, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, I'm grateful for that too. It's been great. It's great to, and, and that's an opportunity for you as a mother and father also to, um, it's a great opportunity for communication with your kids. It's, it's an opportunity for them to know that you care about them. Um, when you hold someone else accountable and someone else holds you accountable, that's obvious love, right? You're mm-hmm. showing love. And um, I just think it, it, it's really been good. It's been really good, and, yeah. and, and you know, I definitely see God working in that with, yeah. with the boys. So
3: The whole music thing, we're kind of dealing yeah. with that right now because both the boys have, you know, their ear pods or their earphones, and they'll sing out loud, and they're listening to things that maybe I wouldn't approve of, but I can't control that. Like, they have to learn that on their own, and so I will call them out on it, and I will tell them exactly kind of what your parents did. It's like, you know, if you listen to that, you're going to start doing those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But one of the big things too is that they'll be singing out loud and then their siblings are right there. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. I'm like, do you not get that you have younger siblings and they're hearing this. And I don't want my little ones to hear this. Like, how dare you? I don't yeah. care who you are. Yeah. Those are my kids too. And you don't have a right to talk like that in front of them. Yeah. So turn it off or go somewhere else. You See, know, yeah, I was the make little that one. Choice.
0: I was the one <laughs> the that my one. brother showed me this CD of a band that I ended up. I mean, favorite band of all time kind of thing. He's the one that showed it to me. And I'm sure that looking back on it, my parents probably don't remember that now. Sure. Looking back on it, they were just like, you just had to show him this album, didn't you? And now look where he's at. You know, it was just one of those things. I actually made a deal with my dad when I was in high school. Best deal. I mean, I look back at it and I'm like, dad, good for you for, for coming up with this. And I mean, it worked out great for me too. So I, uh, I wanted to go to a concert and he had already taken me to a concert. He said, if you, if I go with you, I'll, if you, I go with you, I'll go with you to this concert. And it was, uh, it was Blink 182. Oh and, yeah. I think you told and, me about uh, this one. Yeah. He, it was, you know, he, he wanted to, he basically said like, we won't leave because of profanity, but you know, we'll leave if there's, if there's people sitting next to us doing drugs and like, we're, you know, they I'm going to protect you from certain things, but I won't. Absolutely. Cause I told him, I'm like, there's going to be a ton of profanity. He goes, we won't leave because of profanity. I want to, but I'll, I'm going to go with you and you're going to stand next to me listening to all of it. Right. And of course, like I've got a good enough relationship with my dad to where it was like, we still had fun at the concert, but I'm definitely not jumping around and singing <laughs> along. with it, right? So it was like, okay, that was cool. But then like six months later, I wanted to go to another concert, same, same few bands. And he, I said, but I want to go with you this time. And he goes, I'll let you go but we're going to make a deal. And he writes out this deal, or maybe I did. I forget what it was, but it was a contract that basically said, for the next three months, I'll listen to nothing but Christian music. And for the re- and I was a freshman in high school. I said, for the rest of high school, I will be at church every Sunday, and I will sit in the front three rows of the church service every Sunday except for four of my choosing every year. So, like, you know, the night after homecoming or something like that when I, I'm out super late and I want to sleep in, I get to choose the four, and they... We made this deal. There's a couple of other things with it, and I owned up to it. That's I great. I signed it. He signed it, and I did it all. And I look back and I go, "That's one of the best things you ever did." Because honestly, like, I started to like some Christian music yeah. at that point because yeah. I started yeah. to really like. I got to find something I like here because um, my dad was a worship pastor, and I hated yeah. <laughs> I hated worship music. Everybody, that was <laughs> isn't that the funny? Truth when I was 14. And what are and you I doing right now? At, I know.
2: No, you know. To your point, I mean, with Jordan being behind the camera over the last year and a half, I mean. He loves listening to messages now. I mean, yeah, that's he his even thing. It, He's And totally he also did. It. He's diving um, deep.
0: He, oh, sorry, I was going to go the no, way of the okay. you know the camera, but yeah. he did a he shot a wedding yeah. with Caitlyn. Yeah, um, he was a photographer for yeah. the second shooter for her. That's great too. And so he found what he.
2: Found what, he's,
0: love found, what found what he loved now to it's do. We love to do to. to
2: listen and Yeah, it's good. That's great. Man. Yeah, no, it's good. I'm proud of him.
0: As we wrap up here, I want to ask um, if there's anything you can think of, big or small, any advice that you have for for young parents or soon to be parents. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a journey. It's a, a lot's going to happen through parenthood. We've seen it happen already in the few years. Absolutely. We've been um. So anything you can think of, um, to, to give as advice to to young parents.
3: For me, I think. Um, it's the tough love. Like I, I love my kids, but I am also not ignorant to what is out in the world. And so I've definitely probably been a little tougher than John. And a lot of it has to do with how I was raised and kind of what happened in my childhood. But if I'm not tough on them and if I don't hold them accountable, then I'm not doing them any favors. Mm-hmm. So there's been times where, you know, my kids necessarily haven't liked me, but I'm not their friend. I'm their mom. And, you know they they need to be called out on some of their stuff, so I'm sometimes the Karen in the house for <laughs> reason, for good reason though. You know it's like I, someone's I, got to I, do it.
0: Have any of your kids ever called you Karen?
3: Yes,
2: <laughs> we te- we tease we tease we call her Mama. We tease Mama once in a while, and we look at Every, her. Karen moment. I want to apologize to all, all the all Karens. That no, I know to this. Yeah. What has happened to your name over the last? Oh, years it's, it's
0: so unfair to you? It's terrible. I'm sorry.
3: I didn't even know what it was the first time they called me that. I'm like, why are you calling me Carrie? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and of course, everyone in the whole house was laughing because I did not know anything that they, they were saying. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's funny. John, you got anything? anything? Well, I will
2: say this. My wife, um, first and foremost, is is a godly woman. I'm grateful for her. And it's really neat to see how God uses her in our family. Um, you know, everybody here at church knows me, but um, get an opportunity to know Sherry, too, because... Um, I'm grateful for her and grateful how God uses her in our life. I just want to put a little props out there to the wife. Yeah, as far as um, young parents, you know, just don't be afraid to make a mistake. Don't be afraid that you're, you know, you're going to do it wrong and own up to the mistake. Yeah.
3: Have patience. Have
2: patience. You're going to mess up. Do the best, you know, you do the best you can. But first and foremost, you know, and whatever you do, I mean, bring God into your family. Let him be the center point. Let him give you direction. Seek him in all that you do. Trust that he's going to be with you. Trust that he's going to guide you. Trust that he has the answers. Um, and understand that, you know, even when you fall down, it's going to be okay. And and you're going to be able to, uh, to move forward through his strength. And, you know, and... Just, you know, enjoy it, though, too. Enjoy it. Enjoy every moment because it goes by quick. You know, Garrett's sitting here saying, well, I haven't got there yet. Well, dude, I'm going to tell you, you're going to get there super fast, and then it's going to go right past you. Because we're seeing that now. Everybody would tell me, oh, you know, the 18 years goes by in the blink of an eye. Well, you know what, Sherry? It does, right?
3: Oh, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Our Joey's son's going to college. going to college
2: next year. I mean, Where's I'm he proud going? Of Grand Canyon? Grand Canyon yeah. University.
3: Cool. He's applying for the Barnabas program. He wants to be a pastor. So yes. he's going to get his master's in divinity. And I'm yeah. so proud of him. That's awesome. proud of him. But literally taking him to look at the school, <laughs> it was him and I. And the whole way back. How many back, times did you cry? No, the whole flight back, I was crying. Yeah. I was just like, and he didn't even realize I'm I was crying. I was
0: the young kid. I was the one. <laughs> my parents barely stopped the car when they dropped me off to college. It was just kind of like, yeah, go ahead. They also, my dad says all the time, he's like, I knew you were fine. Yeah, He said my brother was really, he could tell he was like kind of nervous and scared and homesick. My sister was a wreck. And then he was like, with you, I could just see you were ready to be gone. So
3: Joey's going to do great. Yeah, he, he's you know, ready. Yeah, he's definitely ready. He's he's going to do awesome. But just sitting there on the plane with him, and I was holding his hand, and he was reading or doing something, and I just have tears coming down my face. That's your baby. Yeah, it's so my baby going off to college. And what? how did that happen? Yeah. You know, it's like I remember bringing him home from the hospital. And, and- then soon,
0: your baby's going to be bringing home babies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not for a while. <laughs> yeah, hopefully yeah. not for a while. No, but
2: yeah, it's – and it, and – the flip side of that, though, too, man, it's like you know what your son, you you raised a man. He's equipped. He's going to yeah. be able to go out there and face so the world and defend his faith and be a light. And that is such a, a a beautiful thing, a blessed thing as a parent to know. Yeah, you know, and I see that with Jordan and um, beginning to see it with Jillian and Justin also. Mm-hmm. So we're we're grateful for that. Uh, it's not easy though, and but, it's yeah. not on your own power. It's not on I mean, like your own you said, power. Bring God into There's it no and... way. There's no. We can't do any of this on our own, man.
3: No way. There was a time where Jordan didn't even want to come to church, yeah. and that's when I had to do the tough love and be yeah. like, "I don't care. Oh no, you're coming. This to is church, my dude. house, yeah. and you don't have a choice. No. You're coming to this church. This is what we do
2: on Sunday. This is what we do on Easter. This is what we do on Christmas. This is what I do every day. This is what we do at the. You know, we're going to pray before dinner. We're going to pray before bed. We're going to talk about scripture. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. This is how we do it.
0: And it's honestly like Jordan's. <laughs> it's sounding, Jordan sounds a lot like I was too. It's, it's like pulling teeth at certain point yeah. to like get them to, to come to church. Cause that's how I was now youth group and stuff was always super social. So I wanted yeah. to be Same there, with but him. Sunday morning yeah. I'm like, I don't want to wake up. And dad was again, worship pastor. So we're waking up at 6am to be at church by seven. I didn't want to do it. I'm just like, dad, I don't want to do this. That's why he made the deal. He's like, look, I'll let you go to this concert, but you're, you're coming to church and you're not going to argue with me. This is the deal. And you know, there's all the consequences. That's one
3: thing that we, I mean, I'm not as here as much as the other spouses, Mm -hmm. but it's because we didn't want that for our kids in terms of like, you have to be there 24 seven. It's like, that's dad's, you know, job. Obviously it's part of our lives, but having them back there all day, like they just couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And we recognized that right away where Jordan even would want to come sit in the main sanctuary with me when he was a little bit younger, and I would have to tell him, if you can't sit here quietly, you are going back there, period. Right. You know, so he had to learn just to be able to sit through it and kind of work through not wanting to be there because I didn't give him the choice to not come. Yeah. They just... I'm, I hear from a lot of parents, oh, well, I couldn't get her to come today. It's no, like, they're coming why are you church. giving them the yeah. choice? Like Make them go to church. It's And now,
2: now they both want to be here. Yeah. I mean, Jordan's, you know, working here. He's back here every and, Sunday yeah, with us now. back here every Sunday. They're Joey's both so Joey's ministering. Involved. And, um, you know, Jordan opens his Bible every day. Joey opens his Bible every day. I, I have to share something today, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, Jordan, he goes, Dad, he goes, check this out. And he opened up the computer page, and it. On the It was the end of the year giving for the church, and he gave some money. That's awesome. I uh, thought that was really, really, really cool. And that that's wasn't cool. because I told him to do that. It wasn't because Sherry told him to do that. It's because he that's what called. he felt called yeah. to do. That's and really cool. That's, I think, all you can ask of kids is that they, again, get back to what I said in the beginning is take the the fo- take the, the focus of, of who they honor most in their life off of their parents and, and bring that to God. Yeah. And, and God take the place, and rightly so. You know, so it's cool. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll give my one little thing of advice. Now, this is not coming from a parent of a teen, um, but don't be afraid to ask somebody for help because <sighs> yeah. that's been huge no, with me. I right. call up my brother. My brother's four years older than me, but yeah. his kids are, um, you know, his oldest kid's in eighth grader. So, like, he's further along in the, the parenting s- stuff as well. All his kids are older than both mm-hmm. my kids. Um, I'm not afraid to call him and say, what do you do with this, man? Yeah, like, what great. do you do here? I don't understand... How am I doing this right? What's the, you know, and I'll, I'll ask my, my friend who I was talking about earlier too, his kids are both older than my kids. And I'll ask him like, how do you, how do you handle this? Um, or they were both married before me too. And I'll not afraid to ask questions. Um, but that's been huge for me. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah, Don't be afraid to seek out help. That's great. I
3: I think some of my best conversations of parenting and, you know, marital stuff has been with my girlfriends over Mm -hmm. a glass of wine and just talking about and being real with each other and not pretending that like our marriage or our kids are perfect. It's It's like we all have stuff and to know that someone else is going through it too, helps you get through it. And helps you understand why it's happening and gives you a different perspective. I appreciate that from my girlfriends. I appreciate that you know from other couples that we can sit down and have a meal with. It's like we're able to have open, raw conversations, and I that's that goes really far.
0: It's huge to have a relationship. I've got uh, again. The, I, I've had it's con- this texting conversation. It's every day. I haven't gone more than two or three days uh, without talking to to my friend Richie and. 20 years oh, I love and that. that's the same thing we just constantly it's not over a glass of wine but it's like he'll text me and he'll just ask a question or i'll text him and ask him a question and we just talk about it we talk through it doesn't have to be about parenting or or uh, or marriage or anything it's like it's anything it's I have whatever a couple it of those is it's well. church it's, it's really ministry nice, it's whatever yeah. it is so well uh thank you both for being here sherry good job thank you well you done yeah, you good job. Um, and you're well, thank gonna be you back next next yeah. week We're going to do another one, right?
3: Yeah, I forget what we're talking about next week.
2: Well,
0: we are going to be doing um, a marriage, kind of a series, I'll call it a series. Um, I'm not exactly sure all the details of it yet, but I want to do a marriage series and it's basically just going to be, I'm bringing in some different couples and we're going to talk about different topics within marriage. Um, There'll be shorter episodes about a more, uh, I don't know, honed in on a specific topic and I'm bringing in some of the marriage mentors, some that have already been on the podcast, some that... Are going to be making their yeah they've been use doing well. a great so, job too yeah um, it's it's been really a good cool ministry. I think yeah. it's it's huge to be able to hear from other other couples and stuff and other I mean about whatever the topic is that's hope hopefully what we're going to do is yeah keep no
2: it's so, the marriage mentoring has been a great ministry you know Garrett and I did that a couple of years ago and got everybody going and it's just been a blessing to there's the quite a few couples in quite there, a right. few we have eight eight or nine couples right now I brought Better in active. two so yeah, far you two two couples Andrea so and far. Brett and Sean and, Sean and uh, and, and um, Jeanette. Jeanette, thank you. Yeah. The yeah. nice
3: thing about the marriage mentoring, that's going to be a fun thing to talk about next week, is the couples we have had that we've talked with, we've done one that was struggling, and then we've done a couple, you know, newly married. They've been, they've really, like, we'll go home and we'll have talk for hours because it will bring out stuff that, you know, we, may, we hadn't talked about or ever resolved and yeah. kind of just push it under the rug mm-hmm. and in the conversation, it comes so out. It helps your marriage too. Oh, absolutely. It, it has really yeah, it's has. Been good.
2: It's been a good, good, really, really good. Cool. Well, yeah, I'm looking really forward to blessing. that.
0: and I'm going to have to send you guys some prep pretty soon here. Sounds I'm good. Good. I got, no I got like nine podcasts I'm prepping for right <laughs> now because 2021, I'm trying to catch back up here. So, all right, well, thank you both for being here and I uh, can't wait for the next one.
2: Thank oh, man. you. Thank you.